This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Hello, Metro FM family. This is your brother Jonathan with DHL Ministries, Decisions, Habits, Lifestyle Ministries. So grateful to be able to spend more time with you. The devotional is going really well. Thank you, WhatsApp members, for supporting that. And I thank you for all the people who have been joining uh, from different sources. So it's really wonderful to see that WhatsApp group developing. And I thank you for tuning in today through Radio Box or picking up 94.5 FM on your radio. We are going through the book of Revelation, and our goal through all of this is to always make it bite-size, always make it something where you have something to take away from it. You have a principle that's clear or an understanding of what's going on. So when we get together on Sunday mornings and Wednesday evenings, that's the goal. It's called Making Disciples. And if you join the WhatsApp group, you will get the notes along with the cross-references and any bullet points I put on there so that I would remember to talk with you about them as we get together. And so, welcome, welcome, welcome. I hope you have your Bibles out. I hope you have your notes if you're in the WhatsApp group. If not, the rest of you, go ahead and get your paper ready because God is going to show you something or reinforce something with you as we spend this time together. If you come expecting to hear from God, you will hear from Him. And so we're in the book of Revelation. We talked about the church from Ephesus the last time. And again, the WhatsApp group will have a link to the podcast version after the broadcast. But right now, today, we are on chapter 2, verses 8, 9, 10, and 11. Chapter 2, verses 8, 9, 10, 11. We're going to talk about the church in Smyrna. All right, you ready? And the Word of God says in the King James Version, And unto the angel of the church in Smyrna write these things, write, These things saith the first and the last, which was dead and is alive. I know thy works and tribulation and poverty, but thou art rich, and I know the blasphemy of them which say they are Jews and are not, but are the synagogue of Satan. Fear none of those things which thou shalt suffer. Behold, the devil shall cast some of you into prison, that you may be tried, and ye shall have tribulation ten days. Be thou faithful unto death, and I will give thee a crown of life. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. Hallelujah. Well, again, in the notes, I put the amplified version in here. We're talking to the church of Smyrna. And as we've talked about before, I will reiterate this for anyone new joining us that the churches are the bodies of believers that have a mission or that have a certain position that Jesus wants to emphasize here. Now, he's correcting the ones he loves because this message went out when these churches were still around. They had a chance to accept his exaltation where he's praising them for what they are doing like the church of Ephesus, but they had left their first love and yet he still ended on a good note encouraging them. And here the church of Smyrna is being mentioned. Now only Smyrna and the church of Philadelphia are fully praised. You notice as we read that, he didn't discuss anything they're doing wrong. And so 
Let that be a distinction as you're hearing this. Smyrna is how you say the name. We'll talk about Philadelphia later. So they're being fully praised. They struggled against two hostile forces. At that time, they had a Jewish population strongly opposed to Christianity. And the non-Jewish population was loyal to Rome and supported emperor worship. Now, they were in between these two things, and that can never be good because the Jewish people uh, who were um, protected in a way, they were allowed to have their lifestyle of their practices were now against, and they were the ruling um, society group in that city. And then you had the non-Jews that were there as well, and they were loyal to Rome. So they didn't like this uh, disturbance that was going on. Remember, Rome was wise in that when they ruled a region, after they conquered it, they allowed the people to go on the way they were going on before. They weren't imprisoned, they weren't um, made to be tortured or enslaved. Rome allowed them to continue on as long as they paid heavy taxes. So Rome would not intervene or micromanage or anything. In this case, he allowed the Jewish leadership of their group of people. And he allowed the others to be, uh, you know, governed by their regular ruling authorities. The only time Rome would get involved is if there was an unrest or disruption in the peace. And nobody wanted that because when they got involved, they had to make an example. They had to do something extreme because they didn't want to have to be there ruling that area. And so when the Jewish people rejected the Christians, that created unrest and tension. And when the non-Jews didn't like the Christians being there, that again created unrest and tension. So now you know a little bit of the background. Now transferring this into our lives today is a really important thing. When we're looking at this, he is talking to those who are able to hear. Now, I like this phrase. It says, uh, I, I say, if you have ears that hear and eyes that see and a heart willing to obey, you will hear from the Lord, right? So we have physical ears and physical eyes and a physical heart. But of course, the reference is positioning yourself in a, in a place of faith that trusts that God is looking after your best interest, that he does want to lead you and direct you. And believing the word of God is the truth, is the actual word of God. And when you have those ears that hear the spiritual things being said, when you have eyes that see what's transacting in the spirit realm or how it could benefit the kingdom of God, and you can start to see the kingdom of the enemy here, and you have a heart willing to obey in the smallest of ways, then you will experience the presence and the power and the guidance of God more often and more distinctly. Amen? So Jesus is only talking to those who have ears that hear. He says, if you have he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches, right? And he that overcometh shall not be heard of the second death. Hallelujah. So Jesus is relating to them and saying he knows they're having struggles. And we have struggles in this life too. And as Christians, we have struggles as well. In this day and age, at least in our country, there's a struggle that's very real and it's coming from underground, it's coming to the surface. And that struggle is many call themselves Christians, but very few are disciples of Jesus Christ. 
Very few are practicing their Christianity and living their Christianity every day. So it becomes very gray and very religious and very skewed. So when people say they're a Christian, what kind of Christian are you? Is one of the first things that come out. And there's immediate tension and division and potential for an argument. Even more so when you say you're Christian, some people will attack that because they've been mistreated or mishandled by Christians who weren't practicing the love of God. And so the tensions and the struggles we have today can be very difficult. For example, in a work scenario, there may be a policy based on, you know, non-discrimination and non-harassment. And it says that religion is one of those uh, protected in our country, one of those protected groups of people. But also in those groups are things that we don't agree with as Christians. And so therefore the dilemma is if one group is being protected, even though the lifestyle choices they're making go against the Bible. And if I fail to recognize their lifestyle choice as acceptable, then I could be in a bad situation or anyone else could be in a bad situation with that company and almost affect their employment. So there's a lot of tensions, but pain is part of life and it's never easy to suffer, right? No matter what the cause. And I know just given the sheer population of people listening, when we have these broadcasts, there are some of you that are really going through it. You have the pain of a recent loss or the pain of a recent job loss or family member loss. You have the pain of a new diagnosis, a, a limitation, the pain of a, a broken relationship, a pain of finances. There's, there's so much pain and struggle in the world and uncertainty. And that's why it's all the more important that you become a disciple, not just a category of belief system, but someone who is in a relationship with Jesus Christ, who allows the Spirit of God to lead them, who feeds their spirit person by hearing the Word, by reading the Word, and studying the Word, also by meditating and memorizing the Word of God, that when you pray, you pray the Word of God. We'll touch upon those subjects at another time, but if you're experiencing difficult times, don't let them turn you away from God. Maybe you can reflect back and see where you've had challenging times. Now, maybe on a grand scale, others may not feel it was challenging, but for you, the weight of that challenge was real. You felt that. You might have just been a couple phases down from disappointment, this disappointment, discouragement, despair, and depression. And you knew it, but you couldn't get up out of that. The struggle's real. When you become a Christian, it doesn't go away. It gets worse. It gets different. But the thing that changes is your source of hope. The thing that changes is your source of power and your ability to overcome by the blood of Jesus. Amen? So if you're experiencing difficult times, don't let them turn you away from God. Instead, let them draw you toward greater faithfulness. Trust God and remember your heavenly reward. God is in control in the good and the bad times. Remain faithful. We remain faithful by keeping our eyes on Christ and what He promises now and in the future. Let me throw you a few more scripture verses. Philippians 3.13 says, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. I press toward the mark for the prize 
of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. It also says in 2 Timothy 4, 8, it says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Hallelujah. I want to continue to expound upon this. Setting your eyes upon things above, seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his right way of living, will help you to be more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. All the things will be added unto you. As we talked about in a recent devotion that I also post on the podcast site that this broadcast will be linked to after it is aired. A daily devotional is there for your listening. And what we were talking about, we were talking about um, the reality that these troubles come. We were talking about being obedient in the small things. And we were talking about recognizing that the attacks come, the troubles are come and intensify when we're celebrating. And so we look not to those few moments of perceived victory. We don't spend our whole life trying to get that experience of being in the presence of God again. No, 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 no. We see that as we set our mind on things above, as we focus on Him and Him alone, as we represent the kingdom of God as ambassadors, then what we will experience in everyday life is more and more confidence in the hope we have in Him, more and more certainty of our identity in Christ. Now look, you may not always feel good. You may not always sense the powerful presence of God like you long to. We will in eternity. But don't spend your days striving after that sensation. Instead, understand the promises of God. The promises of God. Yes and amen. Yes meaning He can accomplish it in your life. He will accomplish his promise in your life. And amen is the part that you say when you're in him, you say, amen, so be it. The promises of God are yes in him. In him are yes and amen. In him, in him, in him. Amen? A little preachy, but I hope you felt the impact of that. We're talking today about that church of Smyrna. Go ahead and say it with me. Smyrna. And they in Philadelphia are the only churches that are fully praised. They were dealing with that struggle. The pain was real. And listen, as more background commentary, when you were thrown into prison, especially as a Christian, the prison was just a holding place until you were tried and terminated. Most Christians who went to prison for their Christianity ended up being martyrs. And so Jesus is encouraging them in the midst of their travail, in the midst of what is going on and saying, look, remember that you have a heavenly reward. Remember that you won't feel pain on the second death. And we'll talk about that another time. But the first death is obviously the physical body. And the second one is the judgment. You won't feel that when you are dying to Christ now. You won't feel that. Hallelujah. Is such a preaching sensation right now. Hallelujah. Well, thank you, you guys that are joining us. If you want to join the WhatsApp group, you can do that. You can do it a couple ways. You can call this number or you can text to this number. And I'm going to tell you right now, so get your paper ready. 
260-97-583-6324. That's 260-97-583-6324. You can text or call that number and you can get added to the WhatsApp group. Now, as I said before, we're here on Metro FM. If you're catching the radio signal, we're also through Radio Box every Wednesday night and Sunday morning. And after the broadcast, if you're in the WhatsApp group, we send you the link to DHL Ministry Podcast. Now, you can go there now and you can listen to the podcasts from the past and the daily devotional I mentioned. You would just search for DHL Ministries, DHL Ministries, and you'll find the podcast on many venues. You also can search us on YouTube and find videos that can encourage you, videos for devotional, messages that might be timely for you. Now, if you've listened to this whole thing and you're thinking, this is powerful, this is real, this is nourishing, this is what I've wanted, this is what I'm hungry for, praise God. If you're not sure of your salvation, let's do the ABCs together. Family, join me with this one. Say it out loud with me. Those of you who join us, you know we always do this because it's that important. A, just admit you're a sinner. Just say it out loud. Just say, God, I, I admit I'm missing the mark. That's what sin means. The Bible says there's none that's good. No, not one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So you admit that to God. God, I'm not living the life you've called me to live. And B, believe. Now, that's not just with your brain, because you could have been raised in a Christian family and never really accepted Christ into your own heart. You've been riding on coattails, testimonies, and using Christianese. Well, B, believing means the reality that God sent his only son to die for your sin and my sin. And because of that reality that he died and suffered for us, he paid the penalty, he was the propitiation. He conquered death. He has the keys now, the power and control and all authority. And so believing in that reality, you accept Christ into your heart and see confessing. Say this to someone you know who's a Christian. Say it to the people who want to try to draw you into your old ways and say, look, no, 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 I've decided to follow Jesus. I'm not turning back. And that's the ABCs. That brings you into conversion. The angels are rejoicing. If you weren't saved before, you're saved now. Keep joining us here online and get fed the Word of God and develop and growing in discipleship. We look forward to hearing from you and seeing you here on YouTube, on WhatsApp, and on Radio Box twice a week. I ask you all, as I always do, to pray for the folks at this radio station, all of the staff, all the decision makers, all the workers. Pray for their protection and guidance. In Jesus' name, amen.